It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 3rd of June, a day away from the return to play plan. More details coming out. We'll look at that. Plus, I want something for home court advantage. Other news around the sports world and a fun look back in our time machine week. It is all coming up on Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Uh, I'm not trying to be tone deaf about the changes that are taking place in our world. It does, um, well... It feels as though there's a little bit of something different taking place here with um, than what I lived through in the riots in L.A. I've read about 1968, so it does feel um, a bit different uh, and as though there's hopefully some lasting uh, to it. It also, frankly, feels like we could be a step away from martial law. So who knows which is actually going to be uh, the case. If you're looking for an interesting um, read... Um, out there, there's uh, some great reading about 1968, um, uh, which would prop, which would probably be uh, timely and interesting. Uh, if you're int- if you're interested, uh, if I probably could give you some specific books, but I was trying to kind of think about things and look for things and wondering what might be uh, the. <coughs> so that's kind of where I was searching uh, today to see what else what else might be out there to go to go grab and look at and read about and things of that nature. Uh, since we're all done with our pandemic books, right? Oh, wait, that's still going on also. All right, smile a little, hopefully. Uh, here's where we are. It's Wednesday. And tomorrow, we should get the NBA's return to play and then move forward. Major League Baseball has not broken through yet. MLS is really close to a June 24 start in Orlando. NFL is planning to go with training camps uh, as normal. And so, and NHL have not finalized their plan. So suddenly the NBA, who I, I do feel has been working kind of in concert with some of these other leagues, will jump to the forefront uh, tomorrow. Uh, the, every indication right now is a 22-team league. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski on Scott Van Pelt's show last night said several hundred million dollars of revenue by playing these eight, nine, or 10 regular season games. So that, you know, when we were doing our Venn diagrams and trying to figure out what was going to push the meter, that seems to have be something that certainly pushed the meter. Uh, the interesting one that, ev- that kind of has everyone aghast is that the uh, ending as late as October 12th, uh, this is where there were two parts that just never made sense in any of these discussions. One was the idea that we had to be done by Labor Day. And two, that in the day and age of a pandemic where you're trying to just finish a season, you your overriding issue was you wouldn't compete with the NFL. Sure, it's ideal you don't play Sunday against NFL games. I, I would suspect we probably will not. And certainly the NFL has great reach. But if you're trying to you know, 
stay in business and recover your league during a pandemic, it never totally vibed with me that you would abs- just your number one issue would be that you would completely avoid the NFL at all costs. That That's not diminishing the power and the strength of the NFL. That's just more saying it seems strange to me that that would be the overriding item uh, that was going on. So, and those two things have turned out to not be true. The Labor Day never had uh, a lot of credibility. If you listen to this program, we talked about that. And then, uh, you know, that we wouldn't compete. Well, you oh, now you're up against the NFL. Well, we're evidently going to be going up against the NFL for a few weeks at a time. Um, so what do we have now? What do we expect to see? And we'll have another, you know, we'll talk tomorrow as well, but I think we'll do a live show tomorrow and hopefully just, you know, hang out with each other. Um, oh, actually we might not do a show tomorrow. I just realized they've got something. Hmm. Maybe we'll do an afternoon live show. I've got something in the morning. Um, so it was interesting on Scott Van Pelt's show. He just was aghast at the mid-October date that there's a chance you're going to put players into quarantine in Orlando in the middle of July, and they're going to be there from July to August, August, September, September to October. You're, you could be asking for three months on the NBA campus for the, those players uh, that are actually going to play in the NBA finals and just doesn't see it happening. It's interesting. Um it's not that many teams that are going to be there for more than t- two months, right? I mean, if we just start doing the math really quickly, there's going to be four teams that are there for two and a half months. There's going to be two teams that are there for three months. There's going to be eight teams that are there for a month and a half. There'll be 16 teams that are there for a month, and there'll be 22 teams that, you know, are there for the 10 pre the regular season games, and then the play-in tournament. Play-in tournament will be interesting. We'll find out what the... Uh, versions of that, how deep it will go, how many teams are automatically into the playoffs. Um, you know, are you are you suddenly playing seven versus ten and eight versus nine? And then, if that's the case, from our standpoint, our lead over seven is only two and a half games. Or are you playing everything for the final spots of the playoffs? I mean, that's if we're playing ten games. And we're only up two and a half games on Dallas, four in the loss column, I would say, but I don't know how we're going to determine that. <clears throat> then we might have, and suddenly it's seven versus 10 and eight versus nine. That would only get 20 teams in the playoffs instead of 22. So I don't know how they're playing. If all 22 are going to get to the play in, uh, it, it gets, you know, gets interesting uh, of how now on the other end, if we're seeding this by overall and not by conference anymore, then we're sitting at above Miami, a half game against Miami for the seventh seed. And only a half game above Miami for the seventh seed. And only a game ahead of Oklahoma City for the eighth seed. And only a game ahead of Houston for that ninth seed as you get the 7-9. And only a 
two-and-a-half game lead over the Indiana Pacers, which is the same two-and-a-half game lead we have over Dallas and the same two-and-a-half game lead over Philadelphia. So we could find ourselves without Boyan Bogdanovich if we, and, or if we come out at all slow and struggle to start here or somehow just aren't you know fully engaged, we could very easily slide into the 14th spot. Are we suddenly involved in the play-in? That's, that's crazy. But it, you could, it's not, it's not an outlandish concept, right? Dallas is two and a half games behind us, as is Philadelphia. As is, so Brooklyn and Orlando and Memphis, we're not going to fall behind. There's no way. But we have the most significant injury of anyone out there, and we are the most different team of anyone out there. That's daunting. Some interesting things also about uh, what the teams want for home court and some league items and some news around the NBA, plus our highest paid players. We'll touch on all those as we continue. As I mentioned, today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tall lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. Deliver directly to your door at rockauto.com. It was interesting. We met with the Rock Auto crew. They actually they have everything. Like one of our guys had been missing a item on his car forever. He literally looked it up online. When you go into a store, you're limited to what they're catalog is but rockauto.com is going to widen that catalog out for you and have absolutely everything you need at all the best prices always reliably low and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so we know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com i got another one the other day I got another one the other day. The emails about the greatness of Steve Carter. In fact, one of our staff members at Locked On last night was having a terrible problem trying to close on a house and having mortgage problems that were um, about, that were literally like not about to go through. And I'm like, what are you doing? You did not use our guy. I got an email yesterday. Uh, about our great guy, Steve Carter. And it was yet another locked on user using Steve Carter at Intercap Lending and having a fabulous experience. This time it was Andrew Herr. Just wrapped up my first home purchase with Steve Carter at Intercap Lending. Much easier than I anticipated. Working with Steve Carter was great. For those of you who don't know about Steve Carter, new to locked on, Intercap Lending is uh, Steve Carter's been our loan officer for all Locked On people. It's been incredible. Kind of rave reviews are not anything new. Uh, or the, wow, I just didn't know I could go through a loan process that easily. That's why Intercap just continues to explode. Last year, halfway through 2019, they'd already exceeded all of their 2018 um, production. Why? Because they get deals done. They're hyper-responsive. They embrace brace change. Their app is terrific, which is super valuable right now. And then we have Steve Carter working with you at 385-800-8528. That's 385 800 
8528 Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com. Who are the highest paid players in the NBA? I'll have that for you just in a a second. But I wanted to uh, jump on a home court advantage item. And I also wanted to tip a hat to Hall of Famer Wes Unseld. He was the 68-69 MVP, passed away yesterday. Rookie of the year, five-time All-Star, led the Bullets to the 78 championship and finals MVP. It's one of those players, he actually like threw the outlet pass before um, before the greatness of uh, Kevin Love's outlet pass. And, and actually his middle name, Kevin Love was named after him, his middle name. He's a pretty interesting guy because he was 6'7", 245 pounds, only 6'7", and played center. He was the number two pick of the draft out of Louisville. He won the MVP of the NBA and the Rookie of the Year in the same year. He's the only player in the, I believe, in the history of the game to ever do that. He won the MVP and the Rookie of the Year in the same year. 1968-69. He was a top MVP uh, voter three different times. He out. Willis Reed was second that year. It was actually not a very close vote. Wes Unseld had 53 first place votes. Willis Reed had 18. Billy Cunningham had 15. Bill Russell had 11. The ABA had some really good players then, so the NBA might have been at its nadir. But Unseld that year, and actually if you kind of look at some aspects of it, it was probably legit. He averaged 14 points and 18 rebounds and three assists a game. Now, how the game was different, he only shot 48%. When they started keeping offensive rebounds, he had a year, multiple years in his career, where he had more offensive rebounds than misses per game. He actually only averaged double-figure scoring five times in his league, in the league, but he was such a force rebounding and passing that it got him to the Hall of Fame. So I wanted to give the shout-out there. Interesting little thing kind of going on in the league. People are trying to find their, their little pieces of this and that along the way, and the teams that are losing home court advantage. Now, I think the Clippers probably get one of the big advantages of the league because of this, because of the sense that the Clippers... Um, that the Clippers have no home court advantage and so they aren't losing anything. So they probably get the greatest advantage of anyone here. Um, but uh, Dave McMenamin wrote on ESPN that the uh, teams that are losing home court advantage are trying to find some sort of something they can get. So opening possession in the second and fourth quarters, an extra foul, an extra coach's challenge, which would be totally useless. And the other one is the highest seeded team could use their court. That, I think, is somewhat kind of cool. Like, I think that that would be somewhat cool to be able to have your court that you're still playing on even if you're in Orlando. Now, that might be low to people and 
a lot of different work. Um, but I do think it would, it's an interesting, uh, perspective or idea to try to add some flavor, uh, to what's, what's going on in the league and, and, and how people would, you know, uh, in view some of that like would it would it somehow give a different feel if you have a home court that's out there don't know so it was i thought that was the most interesting concept and also would it actually make your players feel better few news notes from around the world of sports japanese baseball is scheduled to start june 19th but the yamahori giants just ended up with two players testing positive for COVID and had to cancel their preseason game. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. They're the first league kind of recently. We had it in Taiwan and and in China where it was clear they started too early and they weren't ready to go. So this will be interesting. This is a first league that I'm aware of that's kind of on the verge of going and now has a COVID test positive. So it's nighttime there. We'll see what happens. They get tested this morning. We'll see how it goes. Major League Baseball schedule, they're having a hard time coming back, but they'll be playing regionally only. So AL West will play NL West only. So if you're a Rockies fan, you're getting a lot of Mariners. If you're a Dodgers fan, you're getting a lot of um, Anaheim Angels, AL West, NL West. Kind of interesting. MLS, June 24th start in Orlando as well. That's getting close. Interesting, people are keeping track of statements. I'm not a big statement guy in the sense that there better be you better be doing something behind it that has some value. And um, NBA 26 teams have released a statement, four have not. NHL 23 have, eight have not, about the civil unrest, Black Lives Matters. Major League Baseball, only 10 teams have 20 haven't nfl 15 have 17 haven't and we uh, we saw gail miller kind of reiterating what she said when speaking to the crowd after the russell westbrook excuse me after the racist fan incident at the arena cannot we got it's not like that's like that's a little tiny shift right there but like when you call it the russell westbrook incident you are in turn blaming it on russell westbrook Right. Um, So you got I think that's a little like switch. Those are the little tiny things that hopefully make a bigger. They're the ripples that we talked about yesterday. Highest paid players in the NBA. Thirty five. Thirty five of the top hundred athletes. Highest paid athletes are NBA players. It's probably it's a little more than the NFL. So it's a little surprising. But thirty five of the top hundred. LeBron. the, The only five of them or six of them are in the top 20. Kind of what you'd expect. LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. That actually surprised me a little bit. James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo. We'll see if Giannis proceeds to make it uh, rise up that list a little bit as he continues to uh, become more and more prominent around the league. Gosh, it's... It's wild. Tomorrow we could have a return to play. We'll have five, six weeks to get ready for it. 
But boy, there's a lot to like catch back up on and remember where we were and who we were and what was going on and all those different things. Feels like a different time. Well, it was a different time. The world has certainly, certainly gone through a lot of, uh, the world is different. That's like, this is not, we're, we're re-entering a different social, social landscape, physical landscape, business landscape. Pretty wild. It's, it's unusual to be watching history unfold around us. At least for my generation, born in 1970, we missed the Vietnam War. We missed 68. I don't think we've had a lot of times in which we feel as though history, you know, Berlin Wall, I think, was probably one of those times. Sorry, I'm totally riffing right now. But I think some of the economic, I think the 2008 economic crash felt as though it was going to have a lasting impact. I thought it did. So, um, certainly a different, different world than, than when we stopped on March 11th. Today's show is brought to you by the store. Such fun things going on at the store. Such a, you know, when you need community and you need togetherness and you need people supporting each other, that's what the store does. They support our local people. A good example of that right now is the store's got pulp cold pressed juice. In fact, they're running a deal till June 11th. You can buy one, you can get 50% off on the other. Pulp is a local company. They use the freshest fruits and vegetables, create like organic and nutritious juices. Like that's, um, and actually they're only company using, they're really cool because they're using all their bottlings made out of corn. So it's hundred percent biodegradable. And that's like a type of local company that the store gets behind, gets them on the shelves, gets them out there, push Utah's own. Utah State Aggie Ice Cream, also the only place you can get it other than Utah State, the store. Mudslide Cookies, the store. Great little touches, whether it's their orange juice that they have, it's so great. Whether it's all the different local companies they have, whether it's the June Pies. You go in the back, they've got a great food selection, plus hot plates also available for you. You can feel it when you get there. You're into Utah's own when you're at the store. 600 South, 20th East. Ace is right next to it if you need some hardware stuff. And then down in the va- in the... In Salt Lake is the Gateway Store, available downtown for you right across from the Children's Museum. And you'll feel it when you go in the, that's kind of an urban setting, kind of awesome. All the things you need to have a grocery store downtown, plus lunches. And then you go to the store at 600 South 20th East, you get the high school kids taking the older people out to their cars with their stuff, doing all the right sanitary things for you, having your the things stocked for you through this time. It's the store, 600 South, 20th East, also located at the Gateway. Go grab a mudslide cookie. It would make all of us feel better right now. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. 
That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's Freshly.com slash locked on NBA. All right, time machine week. We'd go back to 1968, but the Jazz didn't exist. The Jazz came in 1979. We had pre-planned that last week we would do uh, 90, 2000, and 2010, and then we never got to 2000 uh, entirely to 2010. So that or that's when we got. Actually, it's the it's the memo. 2010 is really when the Jazz changed. It's the memo core Achilles 10. So this time we're doing 1995. 2005 and and 2015 but 2015 feels like yesterday so i decided to push us back to do 2005 95 and 85 so the jazz in 84 made the playoffs for the first time 1985 is a long time ago like things that are going on in 1985 will feel like a different year frank Layden. Uh, was the coach. New Coke got introduced. The Unabomber got their first victim. The Dow Jones ended at 1546 The average cost of a new house was $89,000. Here's the sad one. Average income per year was 22,000. Average, I think, median income for a household of two right now is only like 54,000. It's not great. Gasoline was $1.88. No, $1.09. Movie ticket was 275. I always love the things they think are important. Bacon was $1.65. The world that year, New Coke and the Live Aid concert. I remember the Live live Aid concert was like, that was a big, big deal. Mikhail Gorbachev took over in Russia, which was certainly, Michael Jordan made his NBA debut and was Rookie of the Year. Frank Layton is the head coach of your Utah Jazz, the most common starting five that year. Was Ricky Green as your point guard, Daryl Griffith as your shooting guard. Adrian Dantley played 55 games, was amazing. Thurl Bailey and Mark Eaton. Rich Kelly got some starts there as well. So the Jazz started in 34 games that year. The Jazz started two seven-footers. Rich Kelly and Mark Eaton. How about a different era? The Jazz were the number one defensive team in the league. They were the number 21 offensive rated team. And it's a unique team because there were not very many teams in the league that have ever done this. Other than the Golden State Warriors recently. They were the number two pace of play team in the league while being the number one defensive team in the league. Because of Ricky Green's speed. They were not a great offensive team though. Adrian Dantley scored 27 points a game on 17 shots a game. 
and 10 free throws. Your bench for most of the year was Jeff Wilkins, a 22-year-old John Stockton, Fred Roberts, Rich Kelly, Bobby Hansen, Billy Poltz, Pace Mannion. Wow. It's a common thread to a lot of those guys. It's pretty incredible. John Stockton, Fred Roberts, Rich Kelly, Bobby Hansen, Billy Poltz, Pace Mannion. Wow. Somebody named J.J. Anderson. I don't know who he is. Let's go look at that season for a few minutes in our flashback time machine heading back to New Coke. I'll bet you there's people listening. I have no idea. The Jazz played numerous games that year in Vegas. It's kind of where the franchise was. They'd made the playoffs the year before. Uh, And in the year before when they'd made the playoffs, it was the first time they'd made the playoffs in Salt Lake City. The 83-84 team had lost in the Western Conference semifinals. They beat Denver, won their first ever playoff series, and then lost lost to Phoenix. So this year, Jazz were actually four games less good in the win total, probably because AD had injuries. They hovered around 500 for most of the year until right before December, they fell apart. And found themselves five, six games below 500 by January 16th. They lost to the Washington Bullets to go to 17 and 23 on the year. And we're struggling. The Jazz team then began to kind of catch a little bit bit of juice but still found themselves five games below 500 on February 5th found themselves five games below 500 on March 3rd won three in a row and thought they had it rolling before playing the Lakers in back-to-back home and home and losing both never could get a win streak longer than three games for the entire season this group just never In fact, their longest win streak of the season was three games, and they did it March 6th to March 9th and April 6th to April 11th, and they only did it twice. Yet when they got to the playoffs to face the Houston Rockets, they went down to Houston and to the Summit and won game one, 115-101. Kind of an incredible route. That was the Houston Rockets team that had Akeem Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson playing the Twin Towers. They did not have very good guards. They had Larry Misha, the Houston Rock, Houston, Rodney McRae, Lewis Lloyd, and Lionel Hollins. And the Jazz behind Adrian Dantley. Somehow, Adrian Dantley with two seven-footers on the floor scored 34 points and nine rebounds. Thurl Bailey had 25 and 10 as a starter, not a bench player. Stockton played 13 minutes in that game. In an incredibly fast-paced game, the Jazz went at 115-101. They must have just run by the big guys. Next game, the Rockets blow out the Jazz at the Summit, 122-96. to And they go to Salt Lake City, And the Jazz win 112-105. 
Adrian Danley had 29 again. Thurl had 22 and 11 again. Ricky Green had 10 assists. Stockton had 10 free throw attempts in 14 minutes. But the Jazz would lose game four. 96-94. Ralph Sampson had 18 and 18. 80 was a little quieter that game. Thurl was two. Ricky Green had 22. Daryl Griffith did not shoot it well. Went seven to 21. Stockton played 16 minutes and didn't score. And they would go to game five in Houston and the Jazz would stunningly win. 104 to 97. Despite having an effective field goal percentage of 38% on that game, the Jazz grabbed 46% of the offensive rebounds. The Rockets grabbed 48% of the offensive rebounds. The Jazz had 27 offensive rebounds in this game, and the Rockets had 24. Incredible. That's amazing. Three-point shooting, the Jazz were 0 for 4. The Rockets were 0 for 3. Elijah had 32 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists in the loss. Mark Eaton had gotten hurt and wasn't playing. Oh, no, he played 22 minutes, but he went 0 for 7. AD had 25. Thurl had 20. Daryl Griffith and Ricky Green had double figures, and the Jazz would stun the Rockets. Offensive rebounds, 3 by AD, 5 by Thurl, 5 by Eaton, 1 by Ricky Green, 7 by Rich Kelly, 1 by John Stockton, 1 by Jeff Wilkins, 3 by Billy Poltz, and 1 by Fred Roberts. 104 to 97, the Jazz would win that one. Jazz would then advance to play the Denver Nuggets in the next playoff series. That Nuggets team was TR Dunn, Fat Lever, Alex English, Calvin Nat, and Wayne Cooper with Dan Issel, Bill Hanslick, Danny Shays all coming off the bench. Jazz lose the first one 130 to 113. They lose the second one 113 to 123. Both that one in overtime in Denver. Before winning 131-123 in Salt Lake City in a game with 110 possessions. Just flying. 32 for AD, 24 for Ricky Green and Daryl Griffith. But game four would go the Nuggets way, 125-118 to take a three games to one lead in that series. Alex English had 40. And then the Jazz would lose it in Denver in five. That's your flashback to 1985. Thanks very much for tuning in. It's been a good... We'll find out more. We'll talk tomorrow. We'll find... At some point, we'll find out more tomorrow. Maybe we'll do our show, a live show in the afternoon after we find out what's going on. We'll plan on that and, and chat with you about it. Stay safe. Keep your ears open. Keep learning. We'll all get better. Thanks very much for tuning in. This is Locked on Jazz. Hollinger and Duncan have a new episode out. Make sure you go listen. Tell your smart device to listen to the most recent episode of Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday... 
We talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.